from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. Every day we are faced with hundreds of choices, from what to eat for breakfast to how we spend our free moments at night. Those small choices, along with the big decisions we make once in a while, are what make up our lives. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about the most important choice that we'll ever make. The Bible tells us to choose life. This decision influences all of our other decisions and has the greatest impact on our lives. In this episode, we'll explore the Bible verses that direct us to choose life. We'll discuss what it really means to choose life and why that choice is not as easy as it seems. We're going to know how to make sure that we make the right decision to choose life every time. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Nitzavim, which means standing, and it covers Deuteronomy 29.10 through 30.20. This week's Parsha is always read within one or two weeks of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, which begins on September 6th this year. The first verse of the reading, Deuteronomy 29.10, begins like this. All of you who are standing today in the presence of the Lord your God. According to Jewish tradition, this description of the entire nation of Israel standing before God is a foreshadowing of the high holy days which are about to begin. On the eve of Rosh Hashanah, Jews will gather in synagogues and stand before God in prayer. The rabbis taught that the entire Parsha and its lessons are particularly relevant to the time that we are in now on the Hebrew calendar. We are ending one year and beginning a new one. The messages in these two chapters help us get in the right frame of mind for the new year. Today, I want to focus on one of the last verses in this Parsha. It is Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, and I'm going to read it to you now. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. This verse tells us that at any given moment, we have the freedom to choose life or death, blessings or curses. With the new year, we get a fresh start. And this verse helps us to start off with the right mindset. It reminds us that while we can't control what happens in life, we can always choose our reaction to what happens. No matter what has happened in the past year or what might happen in the new one, We can and we should choose life. When we think about everything that has happened in the past and everything that might happen in the future, it's easy to feel 
like a victim of life, like everything is out of control. But I look at this verse as empowering us, reminding us that we always have the ability to choose life or death, blessing or curse. God determines what happens to us, but we decide how to react to what happens to us. And that is what makes all of the difference in our lives. That's what freedom is. I can understand why God wants us to know that we have this freedom of choice, especially at the start of the new year or any day for that matter. But why does the Bible need to tell us what to choose? Isn't it obvious that we should choose life? Would anyone really choose differently? To answer this question, I want to tell you about a rabbi that I once read about and a powerful lesson that he taught his students. The rabbi posed the following question to his students. He asked, what is the difference between adults and children? The students all gave different answers, all based on the same idea, that adults are more mature and emotionally developed than children. But when the rabbi gave his answer, he seemed to suggest the opposite, that in some ways, children display more maturity than adults do. He said the difference between adults and children is that adults hold grudges and children do not. If you have children like I do, or even if you take care of your nieces or nephews or friends' kids, I'm sure you know exactly what he's talking about. A child can be in a huge fight with another child and then be best friends with the very same child just a few minutes later. A child might be mad at his mother and say all kinds of rude things like, you're the worst mom in the world and I hate you. But then, 10 minutes later, child decides that she's actually the best mother in the world. And the child actually goes on to tell the mother how much he loves her. But if an adult becomes angry with you and tells you that they won't speak to you anymore, chances are five years later, you're still not on speaking terms. An adult might make a wedding for their child and not invite someone who was once their closest friend. Why? Because of something that happened 20 years ago. After making this point, the rabbi followed up with another question. He asked, why is it that adults who are mature keep grudges while children who are less so are able to let go? Listen to the rabbi's answer. He said, children choose being happy over being right, while adults choose being right over being happy. Wow, think about that. It is miserable to go through life not speaking to a family member or an old friend or a precious neighbor. But most people would rather be right than pick up the phone and make amends. Now we can answer the question that we started with. We asked, why does the Bible need to tell us to choose life? Would anyone actually choose otherwise? The answer, unfortunately, is that yes, people often do make the wrong choice because the choice rarely presents itself in such obvious terms. Our verse tells us that God gives us the choice between life and death, blessings and curses every day. But they show up 
in many different ways. They show up as the choice between being happy and being right, between humility and pride, between forgiveness and resentment. This is why the Bible tells us to choose life. The choice is not always obvious, and it's not always easy to make. But even so, we must always choose life. So what does it mean to choose life? What does it mean to you? There are many ways to understand what this biblical directive means, and today, I want to talk about a few of them. When we understand what it really means to choose life, life's decisions become clearer and easier to make, and we tend to make better ones. The first way to understand this directive is also the most obvious way when we look at the verse in context of the verses that come before it. The verse that we read at the start of the podcast about choosing between life and death, blessings and curses, is Deuteronomy 30.19, but it belongs to a section that begins in verse 15, where we find a similar verse. I'm going to read it to you now. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. This verse, verse 15, tells us that God gives us the choice between life and death. The next verse, verse 16, tells us that if we love God and remain obedient to him, we will be blessed. Verse 17 and 18 tells us that if we become disobedient, we will face destruction. Now, verse 19 tells us again that we are always given the choice between life and death, blessings and curses, and directs us to choose life. The rabbis taught that given this context, choosing life means choosing to love God and to obey his word in every decision we make and in every action we take every single day of our lives. That's what it means to choose life. The Bible puts obedience and disobedience in very simple and stark terms. The choice to obey God is the same as choosing life and blessings. Just as we wouldn't think twice before choosing life over death, blessings over curses, or prosperity over destruction, we shouldn't think twice about choosing obedience over disobedience. It's that simple in biblical terms. Ultimately, Every choice we make comes down to one question. Which choice is most aligned with the will of God? It's amazing how when we ask this question, the majority of life's decisions become clear and easy to make. And we can make the right choices every time just by asking the right question. This is one way to understand what it means to choose life, and it puts it into very specific terms. But we can also understand what it means to choose life in a broader way. Choosing life is a state of mind, one that I try to have every day. And I'm going to give you an example. Last year, my husband and I took our family to the Sea of Galilee for a short vacation. It's not far from our home here in Israel, but without the distractions of everyday life, it felt like it was a world apart. 
We got to spend quality time together as a family, and it was such a blessing. At the end of our vacation, while we were packing up to go home, my son Liam asked me a question. He said, Mommy, aren't you sad that this amazing vacation is over? And I looked at him, and I said, Liammy, my love, I'm not upset that it's over, not because I didn't have a good time, and not because it wouldn't be nice to stay for another few days or weeks, but because I made up my mind not to spend my time feeling bad about things that I can't control. I explained to my son, Liam, that I could always find feelings of frustration, and I can always find reasons that I feel disappointed, but I know that nothing good would come out of dwelling on those negative things. And so I've made a conscious choice in life, in every area of life, to feel gratitude for every situation that is good instead of dwelling on the bad. I made a conscious choice that I was going to feel gratitude for the time that our family had together at the Sea of Galilee. I was going to be grateful with all my heart for that amazing vacation that we had together. And then move on to what God has in store for me next. This is what it means to choose life. Instead of mourning the loss of what we maybe once had, or crying over what we never had, or wishing we had something that we don't have, we choose to celebrate life. It means rejoicing over the life that God has given us and looking forward to the future with hope and faith. As we begin a new year or a new day, we can choose to focus on what we lack or we can choose to focus on what we have. We can focus on what's wrong with our lives or we can focus on what's wonderful in our lives. That choice is available to us at all times. And what we choose will make all the difference in our lives of choosing happiness or destruction, life or death. Another way to understand choosing life is choosing to be present in our lives. So many people miss out on their lives because they're living in the past or living in the future. But when we do that, we miss out on the beauty of today, the day that God has given us. Can you relate? I can. I used to worry so much about everything. When I was young, I went through a phase when I worried about everything and anything. I constantly imagined the worst case scenario in any situation. I'd go to sleep and imagine someone breaking into our house. I would find a little scratch and imagine that it was skin cancer. Everything was always on edge, about to go wrong. And I was thinking about it and worrying about it. But when I was pregnant with my first child and worrying about all the things that could go wrong, I realized that worrying so much about the future was keeping me from enjoying my life now. I was worried so much about what might happen that I wasn't enjoying my healthy pregnancy that I had. 
I finally said to myself, you know what? I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to miss out on all of the blessings in my life right now because I'm so busy worrying about the future. I made a conscious decision to stop worrying all of the time and start living my life. If pain and hardships would come, I would deal with it then. But for every second that things were good, I was going to try to live in the moment, enjoy the good, and praise God for it. Life happens in the present moment. The rabbis pointed out that the word hayom, which means today, appears in our verses three times. In verses 15, 18, and 19, the emphasis on the word today tells us that the concept of choosing life is connected not to some esoteric far-off time and space, is connected to today, now, to the present moment. Choosing life means embracing each day and being present in our lives. I want to end with one of my most cherished memories that I have with my father, my Abba, Rabbi Gil Eckstein of Blessed Memory. It's a story that really captures what it means to embrace life and to be present in the moment. It was just a few years ago that my father and I were in the fellowship offices in Chicago for the important end-of-year meetings that we have every year. At the end of a very long day, I was looking forward to getting home as quickly and as warmly as possible on that cold winter night. But when I looked outside the window, I saw that it was both dark because we were in the office till so late, and it was snowing heavily outside. I was not happy. My immediate reaction was to be upset about the weather, about how late it was. And after a long, hard day of work, the last thing I wanted to do was step out into the cold and wet snow. The thought of having to stand outside waiting for a cab was just not appealing to me. But my father... Oh, wow. He was smiling. He looked at me with his smile and said, Yael, we might as well enjoy it. If we have to go out in the snow anyways, we might as well make the best of it. And while we were holding hands and laughing like little children, that's exactly what we did. My father and I went outside and we laughed and we played in the snow. We opened our mouths wide to catch snowflakes and made little snowballs with our hands. We had so much fun and such good connection that I barely noticed the cold. It was amazing how joy can overcome any hard situation. Now, I look back on that moment as such a cherished memory made possible by the very snow that I had been upset about. My father taught me to see the good in every situation and to choose a positive reaction to any circumstance, to choose life. And that choice changed what could have been a negative experience into a blessing that I will hold on to forever. The choice between life and death, blessing and curse, is really ours to make. Choosing life means having a positive perspective that is rooted in faith, love, and gratitude. 
every day. We are faced with hundreds of small choices. And in every situation, we have the option and obligation to choose life, to choose happiness over being right, to choose faith over fear, to choose what is right over what is popular, to choose optimism over despair, to choose to embrace the life that God has given us instead of resisting it, complaining about it, or doing nothing with it. That's what it means to choose life. Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This week, try starting each day by saying this verse and making the conscious decision to choose life, to celebrate the day and to be fully present in it, and to choose God and obedience to him. As we read in our verses today, when you choose life, you choose prosperity and blessings. God wants us to have a wonderful life, but it's up to us to choose it. Shavua Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.